the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Get ready to take notes because school is now in session. Tackling the biggest issues in education, this is Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Abigail Johnson. Welcome to Education America, where we are working to save the classroom so that we can save the country. Join the conversation. K-12 education is the playing field where the battle is on for the future of our country. And as the 16th President Abraham Lincoln succinctly stated, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Well, tonight we are going to continue our conversation with Gina Hinderer. Gina is a loving mother of four who married her high school sweetheart, which I always think is so sweet when I hear about that. I have one son who married his high school sweetheart. That's pretty sweet. Um, she earned her bachelor's degree in education from the University of Minnesota and was a public school teacher working in first and second grade and as the literacy coordinator for 23 years. Gina loved teaching and was nominated for Teacher of the Year, but recently left after becoming increasingly frustrated by the politics and bureaucracy of public education. She is a dedicated mother of four hockey players and board member of two youth hockey associations and a current member of the state high school, or not state high school, state hockey board. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. A little bit different. That must be more of a club sport versus the state high school league, right? Yeah, it's youth hockey. Youth hockey. Okay. And then she's also politically active in the community and formed the White Bear Lake United in 2020. Gina has kept a very close eye on what is happening in our very own community and is here to bring awareness to the hot topics at hand as we head into a new school year and our school board elections. So last week, we talked about some recent changes happening in our children's curriculums and, of course, in our schools in general, and we had a great conversation. And tonight, we're going to continue the discussion, but this time we're going to dive into what we can do to advocate for all children in our community. So we're trying to sort of turn the tables here, going from, excuse me, last week's having conversation about what are some of the problems that we're seeing, and they're pretty serious issues. Um, But then today, taking on more of an approach of what can we do to advocate for our kids? Um, So I know you have some great ideas because you've been doing this now for two years. You started your group... um, Wiper Two years United. ago, Wiper yeah. Ignite. Yeah, so tell us some steps that parents can take to advocate mm-hmm. for their children and other children as well. Well, I think, too, as a parent of four and then as a teacher, yeah, all of these work, what I'm about to share here. So first of all, just simply meet the teacher. 
you know, go. Yeah, so important. It's fun. Yeah, it's it's fun to go see the classroom. It's it's good to meet the teacher and to develop a relationship right out of the get go. Uh-huh. Um, my husband always says we have a son named Thomas, and he'll say, you know, we're part of team. Team Tommy here. And yeah. there should be a team mentality because yeah. think of how much time is spent in that classroom yes. with that teacher. Yes. You know, it's, they have a lot of influence. Yeah, they sure do. They, do. they sure do. Mm-hmm. And and then when you're meeting with the teacher, share your expectations. Ask questions. Don't be scared to ask questions. Uh-huh. Um, ask about transparency, especially nowadays. I think yeah. that's important. I mean, you have to know what's going on yeah. in, in the classroom. Yeah. Uh, there's some resources too that are out there that are fabulous, like the American Center for American Experiment. They have, they had an article on the best questions to ask your teachers, and then they actually had a part two because these are great great questions to ask. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. so I would suggest going there to look for things. Mm-hmm. But even you know volunteering in your classroom, although I think those policies have changed. What do you do at your school for volunteers? <laughs> you know we love having volunteers in our school. We are very open to that. And um, many times in the lower school, you'll see them in um, not only helping with maybe the speech meet or some of the logistics, um, but then sometimes they're helping with reading groups, um, helping with class parties, helping with field trips. So we we are a big, we're a school that's big on service and volunteerism. We love having the parents involved. Yeah. And there are ways that you can involve too that are really special. Like you could go to the um, Institute of Art. They have programs there where you can bring artwork into a classroom. You know, and if that's something that's been cut or the teacher, there's there's great things that you can do out there right. to volunteer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then here's a point that I wanted to bring up too and talk a little bit about. If you are concerned, you ask questions and maybe you don't get answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a group called Wiper Lake United, as you mentioned. Yep. And one thing that we ended up doing is we ended up filing a data request. There were some concerns. That's yep. one reason our group formed is because there were a group of parents that were really concerned about things that we saw happening in the yes. school. And it was Wiper Lake United is really a place where we can, we're on Facebook and then we have an email um, chain going, but it's a place mm-hmm. where we talk. And, and actually what it's evolved into is friendship. I mean, we, we yeah. adopted a park, we go do th- things out in the community. But what ended up happening That's is nice. I filed a, a data request and I worked with uh, an attorney named uh-huh. James Dickey from the Upper Midwest Law Firm. We filed a data request on July 31st, 2012. And we asked... 12? I'm sorry, 21. I was going to say, that doesn't <laughs> seem right to me. No, sorry, 21. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we asked for certain curriculum to be to for them to expose it to us yeah and what ended up happening was that it took them about six months on january 26th they finally said okay we've gathered this information you can come look at this and so you have to go look at it you can't just have it oh no no yeah we had to look at it and actually but i mean you have to go in we went into a room that was loaded with thousands of pieces of of, of, of information. Yep. Wow. And it ended up when I went in there the first day with with James Dickey, the attorney, it was I was like, I cannot do this by myself. So I right. ended up getting a group of six wonderful ladies. Uh-huh. We spent about eight sessions once a week for uh-huh. anywhere from two to four hours and we just went through the curriculum. Page by page. Yeah. And what we ended up having to do is take screenshots of it. Sure. And then we dumped it into a file. And, okay. you know, it could be James is reviewing some of it to see 
what the content looks like and just so so what you were uh, this is really interesting and mm-hmm. i think it's wonderful that we do have that op- that opportunity here in this country that we can have these foia requests and so what i am wondering is then did you request specifically curriculum itself or what what was your specific request so our specific request had 29 different buzzwords, so to speak. Ah. And there was so much content at one point that they called and said, this is overwhelming. There's so much. Because we were looking, they went into their database. We have emails from teachers. We have curriculum. Okay. We have um, teacher workshop information. Okay. So all of that information that the whole the whole district has yes. on in hand, yes, not in hand, but in you know, in their, their system, in their data systems. Mm-hmm. Um, you then gave twenty nine keywords for searches. Then we had to reduce it to thirteen because there was so wow. much, so much material. And what ended up happening mm-hmm. is so many school districts. There are so many different people doing these data requests uh-huh. that Upper Midwest Law Firm was overwhelmed. James at one point said he had twenty six different requests sitting on his desk. Wow! So they actually just hired a new attorney. And what will happen is. They'll, they've actually done one data, one lawsuit. And so okay. this what, will where, be... What district? Do you know? I've um, Lakeville. Lakeville. Lakeville is part of a group, okay. a class yep. action one. Yep. So, okay. And that was okay. probably at the beginning of last summer, okay. I believe. Okay. Yeah. I so so we did do that, and there is some material there that, that was very concerning. Okay. So, curric- so and mostly curriculum or training, teacher training? Actually, both. teacher training. Teacher There's training. a lot of teacher training. Like I, I even brought to show you today, the, I have a list of the books that were purchased that are now in the library. Oh, You know, they're goodness. of concern. Yeah. Yeah. You Why know, don't you, do you have that like I do. right at the top of your fingers there? No, it's in uh, my file right back here. <laughs> go ahead and grab these. it. Go ahead and grab <laughs> it if you can find it. Yeah. Okay. No, no, I'll that's look. okay. That's okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. But um, so what you're saying is there's like 15 different library books that were added that you found out through this information request. Yeah. We had the invoice. And, yes. Because okay. it had some of those trigger words on yep. the invoice. Yep. So, yep. Okay. And yeah. those were used for teacher training Correct. and they were also added to the library. Correct. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, once you've done uh, information requests like that, so you took all this information, you took screenshots, you yes. and six other people. Yes. And you've put it in a file and then can you can distribute that to people, can't you? Um, because it was an information request. Can you... Were you sharing that with other parents so that they can see what's happening? I haven't yet because I want Upper Midwest Law Firm to look through it and see see. what they're going to do. And they're doing the same thing with other districts. I see. Right now. Okay. So... Okay. So right now the ball is in their court, so to speak, uh, and okay. I'm just waiting for some direction sure. to find Got out it. what will happen Got it. with that. And how many other requests did you say are out there he right now? He said he had 26 different requests waiting, so they ended up hiring someone to help him do that because, oh of course, yeah. he was doing that pro bono, but he you know, he has to work. Yeah, <laughs> so they put yeah. food on the table yeah. for his family yeah. or, or at least for himself if he's mm-hmm. single. Yeah, right. so, okay. So okay. We, we have that in the works yeah, um, that's happening okay. right now. But okay, wow, that's that's really interesting, and I, I'm really glad that you brought that up. Um, I've heard of people doing this, but I've never mm-hmm. known what the process is. So sounds like you have to hire an attorney to be able to do it, or at least do it well. He provided the yeah, the letter, the, the, pro- and the professional letter, and yeah, and, and he did. Yeah. He was great with giving us guidance for what to look for. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and I was- do want to say too that the district 
besides them taking that long to get, and actually I found out that they hired two people to go through the data at taxpayer's expense, which kind of drove me crazy because I would have done it for free. Right. (laughs) Why were they doing that? Because were they trying to eliminate some things before the information request or just to help provide the, to fulfill the information request? I think they just didn't want to pull a staff member to go through to do this and they had this from an attorney, so they needed to do it. They had to do it. Got it. Correct. Yep. So, But okay. they were they were really good. They were okay. really good with providing a room and, you know, okay. they were respectful. Yes, okay. very much that so. That is yeah. really good. So the Upper Midwest Law Center was the group that helped you mm-hmm. do that. I know they were, I think they're a nonprofit legal firm, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, so once you, you know, are meeting the teacher and you're asking some questions, you might want to mm-hmm. decide that it's severe enough that you want to do some type of a filing of a data request. But then you've talked a lot with me off air about asking questions of the teacher divert or asking divergent questions of yes. your children yes after school and you talk about the rosebud analogy tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about what you mean by mm-hmm. that and by the way i guess i should remind our listeners uh, time goes so fast that we are talking with gina hinder and this is education america and i'm your host rebecca hagstrom and we are discussing how to advocate for your children in public schools today and how to get to know um, the teachers better, how to find out exactly what is happening in your child's classrooms and then um, what to do about it. So tell us a little bit about some of the questions that you can ask your children to find sure. out really what's happening sure. in their child's classrooms. Because parents, by the way, don't forget, you are ultimately responsible for the education of your children. Um, you are partnering with schools, but ultimately it is your responsibility to know what they are being taught. So go ahead and share with us how you would recommend parents talk to their children after school to ask them questions. So you get in the car with your kids or they get home from school and you just say, how was your day? And they say, good. Okay, what made it good? <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, how many yep. times have you heard that? Yep, yep. So I always, when people would come into my classroom for conferences, parents, I would, I had a flower sitting there and just say, here, here, you know, it's better to ask your kids divergent questions. Well, divergent questions are open-ended. That means they require more than just a yes or a no answer. Uh-huh. And so if you think about a rose, so the flower, something uh-huh. good, something successful, something positive. You know, what was something that made you feel happy or proud? What was a highlight of your day? Uh-huh. The thorn, you know, what was a challenge? What did you need help with? What was something that made you feel bad? Or the bud, mm-hmm. like, you know, the roots in the ground. Uh-huh. What is this, like the seeds growing? What did you learn? What made you feel curious or what do you want to know? And I use that as an example because it's a great way to question your kids to teach them how to reflect, to identify yes. their feelings, to yes. learn to summarize. You can even expand yeah. their vocabulary and just with a simple question, but it makes them think. Yes, a little that, bit. Those are great questions to ask. Yeah. I wish just, I would have. That's just a fun way. Heard to, you talking yeah. way back yeah. when my kids were young, <laughs> or even as simple as tell me two good things about your day. That way, they're forced to answer rather than just say yes or yeah. no. Yeah, yep, yep. So. But through those questions, though outcomes sometimes some Mm -hmm. of these concerns that you might have um, as a parent in a classroom. And so then you can make note of those things as well. And, you know, especially with younger kids who might not be so aware of what's going on um, because things are a little bit more subtle with the younger kids and they don't know necessarily right from wrong or what's truth from falsehood and And it gives you the opportunity to fill in any gaps or to share your family values or question the teacher or or even at at our house, we've had to 
teach the other side of the story. You know, that's yeah. that perspective. But you know what? Think about this. Yes. So it's so important just to talk. Yeah. Communication is the key, whether it's with your teacher or yeah. the ch- or your child. Yeah, yeah. It really is. So, you know, that's such a good point. And that kind of brings us back to the importance of having family dinners, mm-hmm. spending some time around the meal, the, the meal table together, being able to give that voice to your children, to be able to listen to them. Um, you know, we're all so busy today. We run, 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 and our kids are so active and involved in things. Um, but it's, it's really important to pause and hear from your kids so that you really are connected to their day and what are they learning? I, I think that's And just be present. Yeah. And just Even be for five minutes. Yeah. Just to give them that. Yep. Yep. Such a good point. Um, so those are some great questions. Um, you talked about... Um, also, volunteering in the schools are connecting to resources in their communities. What are some resources that you would suggest for people? So I think with just in the last couple of years, a lot has popped up for parents. Uh-huh. Uh, White Bear Lake United is one group. There's Roseville United, Centennial United. There are so many different groups that yeah. are out Aren't there. are there like 75 United yes. groups around the state yeah. now? Yes, I there really so. are. Yeah. And then there's a great group, too, called Minnesota Parents Parent Alliance, and I know Christine was on your show, that is an organization that's trying to put all of this together as one central place, and it's been great. They're going to do a big event on October 15th Uh coming up, and I can talk about that more at the end too, but that's a great resource, and with that resource, if you go to their website, which is, um, I believe it's Minnesota Parents.com, they have all sorts of different resources Uh as far as parent groups or they have like letters to send your teacher at the beginning of the year or opt out letters. If you don't oh, want something, great. if you don't want your child involved in a, a health unit or sure. whatever the case may be, yep. they have opt out letters there. It's a really good resource. Or from sur- there's a lot of surveys that parents should be aware of that they may want to opt their children out of as well. Right. So that's minis- mnparents.com, right? I or, believe it is. is it Isn't M- it Minnesota? I don't, know. I don't remember their website, but just Minnesota Parents Alliance, and I'm sure people can Google it and mm-hmm. find their website. Did you say that they're having some type of an event at the end of October? They are. They're October 15th. They're okay. having an event. They're having guest speakers there, two uh, national figures, and and... I think you okay. well. You can find out more information yep. on their on website, their website, but sure. but it might it yep. might be something worth going yep. to. They're also, if anyone's interested in running for a school board position, they're doing training for school board members. Okay, so it's a great organization. Okay, once again, mm-hmm. Minnesota Parents Alliance. Mm-hmm. Now, you also had the, some readings that you thought you could suggest for people. Um, I don't know if you've got those right at the top of your fingertips there, or if that's something that we can put on our website. Okay, okay. But I do think that that's another important element of making sure that you're involved in your children's education and knowing what's happening. Um, There's readings that you can, and maybe the one that has all the questions that you mentioned earlier from the Center of the American Experiment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe you could send that our way and we can put that up for um, people to take a look at as well. Yes. Um, And then you've talked about saying, don't be afraid to ask questions. If you see or hear something that doesn't feel right, say something. So it's kind of like, you know, after 9-11, you know, if you see something, say something. Mm Um, and yes. so, you know, what would you say might be some things that you might hear or maybe it's from another parent? You know, do you have some thoughts on 
what you might hear and then kind of how to go about asking more questions. I I do have an example. On two nights ago, I was at an event similar. I was at a parent event and one of the moms got up there to speak and she told a story. It was it was everyone in the room was just shocked. But she moved to Minneapolis. She has this just happened to her last year. Her name is Jill. And I did get permission in case I would bring up the story. But she has a daughter, an adopted daughter. She's white. Her daughter's black. And her daughter was having a hard time when she came home from school for a couple of days in a row, very upset. And she couldn't figure out why. So she was uh-huh. talking to her. How old you know, was her daughter, by the way? I think it was third grade. Pretty okay. sure it was third grade. Okay. Well, what happened was the teacher was reading a book and the book was the book was one of the ones that are controversial about. And the book said that, you know, police officers don't like black people. And this little girl, it, I mean, this is, it's a, it's an oh icky thing to gosh. talk about. But, and so when, when Jill got this out of her daughter, she, you know, and the little girl was scared to go to school. And so, so of course, right away in the morning, she called the teacher and the, and the teacher did not use that book anymore. But, but you have to talk to your kids right. because imagine if she just sat and held that in. Right, right. And was scared. Right. And, she was and, afraid. She was, and, and the, the disconnect, you know, in this case, because the mom is white and the daughter is black, I'm sure the little girl thought, well, my mother, I know my mother loves me. Right. You know, right. and so this is very confusing to her. Mm-hmm. Talk about sending really mixed signals. Right. Um, that white people are bad or they're racist or white police are racist or whatever, mm-hmm. um, to such young children. So that is, okay, so that's a great example. Mm-hmm. So she talked to her daughter, did, and she did call the school. Yes, and, and the teacher, she said the teacher did not finish with that book. <clears throat> she said the teacher would read it and then put it down and they would talk. And then, she, you know, the teacher realized, I mean, the teachers, they're, they're people too. And sometimes they just, they're just they following the to, rules yes. and then they, you know, hear something like this. But right. don't you wish, I wish that more of them could push back. Right, right. Yes. yes. I am fighting a little bit of a cold here tonight, so um, <laughs> sorry about that to our listeners. Um, <clears throat> can you tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, where you think schools need to go in our last, you know, five minutes or so? Well, that's a, that's a great question, Rebecca, yeah. and and where they need to go. I. What I do know is that they we need to figure out a way to meet the needs of all of our kids and yeah. not at the expense of some. Uh, you know, we need to get back to the basis, basics. We need to work together. And if we don't, there's going to be a generation of students who are, are truly lost. And it's up to the adults. We're the adults. We need to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that our kids, they can't be little little political pawns there. Right. You know, it's... it's, it's we have a lot of work to do. Right. Well, you in know, education. one of the things that um, I saw that you talked about what you have seen in some of the schools is, you know, here there's George Floyd moments of silence, but yet no remembrance of 9-11. Right. So think right. of that. Right. Think of the message that that sends kids and the young children growing up who don't remember 9-11, mm-hmm. then they're getting a skewed view of history. Right. They're being taught that this person was wrongly killed, which obviously he was, George Floyd, but so were the 3,000 people in the towers on right. 9-11. Right. And yet the kids aren't learning about that. Mm-hmm. They're not getting a remembrance about that. Well, and it's such and, a teachable moment. There right. are so many things. Because 
that you could do with that. You, yes. The kids could interview somebody. I mean, I can tell you where I was when that happened. I Me can tell too. you the exact spot. Yes. You know, and for, for a child to interview somebody or, or do a little research, the actually the 9-11 Museum has a 32-minute video. Yeah. And that, that high school kids, even if a teacher just put the video in and let them watch right. and think, there's so, you could learn, there's... There's history, there's geography, there's learn about the mill. There's so many opportunities with 9-11 to, to teach about. Yet I, I asked my son, he's a junior, and Tommy, did they do anything? He said, somebody mentioned it in second hour, mom. That was it. You oh. know, and I that, that broke my heart because to yes. me, where how is that fair and equitable? If we can do moments of silence right. in one respect, why and can't why we, do we doing it, it there right. as well? Absolutely. Right. The dis- the dichotomy of that is just really, really sad. And the fact that then we have BLM and LGBTQ posters still up in shared spaces. And I know that you said last year in White Bear, I thought that some of those had been outlawed. Yeah, what happened not was... outlawed, but they had made, they'd made that... What, yes. What's the word? I guess I'm a, looking for... A policy. For. They just policy. changed, they the, changed policy. the policy. They changed the policy. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so what... What happened is last year there was some, okay, if we have these, that's that's fine, but then let's have back the blue. There are kids, other families that support other things right. just as much, right. and let's just be fair and equitable yes. across Let the board. Let them all be up. Right, and so then they decided, you know, no, let's uh-huh. do none. So. Yeah, and you said Pledge of Allegiance not allowed? You're not seeing that? I'm not sure. In some schools, but I, I feel like it's back. Okay. I know you do that. Starting yours. to come back. Okay. Well, so. we do, but yes. we're private. Right. Um, right. I just We just hired a couple people from the public schools this year. And I, I was just shared a story because uh, was it just Flag Day or Veterans Day recently? I was actually out of the country. but um, So we, we have Red, White, and Blue Day. Mm-hmm. And so the kids get to dress in Red, White, and Blue. And one of these staff members that we had hired from a public school setting said, oh my gosh, we never could have done this. Oh, never oh, could we have yes. done this in our school that we were at. And I thought, for heaven's sakes, we live in this country called, you know, United States of America. The fact that it would not be okay to wear red, white, and blue to school mm-hmm. is phenomenal. I mean, it's just, I cannot even, like, that's even beyond what I would have expected. So um, I was here's, stunned. So, here's a story that I think is interesting. When I, in our last segment, we talked about how it used to be and how it's just changed yeah. now. When we, when I used to teach the whole month of December at our school, we did what was called the Festival of Lights. And we would learn, because if you think about it, so many different religions and religions and holidays have, have candles and lights. Right. We learned about Posada, Diwali, Eid, Hanukkah, Christmas. You, you could do so many different things and teach about the whole world. Right. And it was fabulous. Yeah. And now you, we don't do those things. Right. It's like in an effort to try to have equality right. we we don't right so not only that but we just basically render every tradition neutral it just becomes nothing right and and it's traditions that hold a society together mm-hmm. so yeah it's really sad well i know that you wanted to put in a last yes. plug for voting and for teachers so you've got Correct. you know about a minute 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> yeah a little bit more so if people don't know, because voting is going to be coming up, different school boards have an election this year, some don't, but you can find out everything you need to know from your Secretary Secretary of State website under the Elections and Voting tab. And okay, then, so Secretary of State website under correct. Elections and Voting tab. Yeah, you can okay. just plug in your address. But then as we wrapped up, I, I wanted to share something that really gets lost in the shuffle and uh-huh. rarely mentioned, and that's the human side to all of this. We really are, we're all people. 
for the yeah. most part, we're all good people. I think teachers are a special breed. Mm-hmm. No one, Absolutely. not just anyone can do it. Right. They're hardworking. They're dedicated. 100%. They're amazing. They lose sleep, you know, worrying about how to yeah. meet the needs of our kids. Right. We need to embrace them and embrace the good ones. Yes. So, yes. Oh, what a great way to end. Encouraging to all of our teachers out there. We know that you're working hard. We know you love your students and you're doing the very best that you can for them. We appreciate you. And we hope that you will be able to thrive and be able to reflect the values that you have in your classrooms and speak up when they're being stifled Mm -hmm. um, or find a different place to work if you need to. So thank you so much, Gina, for these last two weeks. We have enjoyed having you on our thank show. You for having me. Appreciate yes. It. And good luck to all of your work in White Bear United thank and you. with all of your kids. And to our listeners, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next week on Education America at AM 1280 The Patriot. Have a good night. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.